Britain's Conversation. This is LBC with Tom Swarbrick. Thank God it's Friday, and with America about to go to the polls, with the political debate heating up, and with his fire blanket tucked under his arm, from Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, there is a deepening sense of foreboding enveloping America this Friday as we head into the final weekend of the country's midterm election campaign. It does not matter whether you are a Democrat, a Republican or neither. No one knows whether by this time next week the results of the election will have been finalised, nor whether the country will prove sufficiently patient to wait out a process that in key battleground states could require recounts to determine which party ends up controlling Congress. More than half the Republicans on the ballot next Tuesday are election deniers, candidates who have embraced Donald Trump's entirely false claim that the 2020 presidential election was rigged. Little wonder that in his closing arguments for voters this week, Joe Biden has been warning the country that America remains on the edge of an abyss. There are candidates running for every level of office in America, for governor, Congress, Attorney General, Secretary of State, who won't commit, they will not commit to accepting the results of election that they're running in. This is a path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented. It's unlawful. And it's un-American. Underscoring the sense of anxiety here about the brittle nature of American society, an event that was unfolding last Friday. We have some breaking news. Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband has been attacked. 21 months after rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol, some yelling, where's Nancy? A California man's accused of storming her house, attacking her husband and asking... Where's Nancy? The Speaker's office released a statement saying early this morning, a person broke into the Pelosi residence and violently assaulted Paul Pelosi. He was taken to the hospital where he's receiving medical care and is expected to make a full recovery. In fact, the 82-year-old husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi remained in intensive care for several days before being released from hospital last night. He sustained a fractured skull and injuries to his arms and hands after a 2 a.m. break in at the Pelosi residence in California by a man brandishing a hammer. Mrs. Pelosi, second in line for the presidency after Vice President Kamala Harris, was two and a half thousand miles away in Washington and never in any danger. But the incident, sparked by an attacker who appears to have embraced Trump's conspiracy theories, then itself became the victim of fresh Trump conspiracy theories. The whole thing is crazy. I mean, if there's even a little bit of truth to what's being said, it's crazy. The former president spreading his muck on a right-wing outlet called the Chris Stiegel podcast. It's uh, weird things going on in that household in the last couple of weeks. The last, it seems, was broken from the inside to the out. So it wasn't a break-in, it was a breakout. I don't know. You know, you hear the same things I do. That dog whistle led to entirely false assertions about the break-in spreading like wildfire among Trump supporters, even after the police refuted them all. It is a stunning reflection of the social ills of this country that people here are no longer able even to stipulate to the facts surrounding the attempted killing of a senior politician's spouse. Another moment when you ask yourself whether Joe Biden really thinks America America's democracy can triumph over autocracies like Russia and China. He spoke in Delaware last Saturday. It's one thing to condemn the violence. 
But you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. It affects people's mentality, it affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. So the, the talk has to stop. That's the problem. Indeed it is, because over on Fox News, top-rated presenter Tucker Carlson was still talking. As long as this is a news story with public policy implications, and unfortunately that's what it's become, it is fair to ask the obvious questions, as you would about any other violent crime that occurs in America. But you can't blame, and this is the point, you can't blame people watching all of this at home for thinking that maybe there's something weird going on here. Absolutely shameless with three and a half million viewers a night. Even more egregious, the behavior of Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, who, with 113 million followers, retweeted conspiracy theories about the attack on Mr. Pelosi before attempting to cover his digital tracks a few hours later. We're in a mess here, and former President Barack Obama is among those warning of worse to come. He spoke yesterday in Michigan. I've been reading up on, on some of these candidates on the other side. Lord have mercy. They, they have promised if they get control of Congress, they'll spend the next two years investigating their political opponents, including Joe Biden. Some of them said they'll impeach Joe Biden. When you ask them what for, they're not sure yet. You're laughing, but it's true. Now, here's the question. How is that going to help you and your family if that's all they're spending their time doing? What he's saying there is not particularly overblown. If the Republicans succeed in capturing control of the House of Representatives, as seems likely, they will have the power next January to shut down congressional investigations into the January 6th assault by Trump's mob on the Capitol building and instead open investigations of their own. They are already threatening to impeach, among others, the Attorney General, the FBI Director, the Secretary of Homeland Security and quite possibly Joe Biden himself. The oldest Republican seeking re-election is 89-year-old Senator Chuck Grassley, and he was on the stump last night in Iowa. I'm not going to give up on trying to get political bias out of the FBI, and I'm not going to give up on my investigation of Hunter Biden and other Bidens. After 42 years in the Senate, he literally comes from an earlier time in U.S. politics. He knows just how far he is selling his soul to the organ grinder who joined him on stage last night and teased the crowd in Sioux City about his upcoming presidential campaign. In order to make our country successful and safe and glorious, I will very, very, very probably do it again, okay? Very, very, very probably. Very, very, very probably. 
Very, very, very probably is one more very than he's previously offered. And today the New York Times is reporting that Trump will formally declare his candidacy for a return to the White House in just 10 days. Much, of course, will depend on the outcome of these elections, how Trump-backed candidates fare, whether the Republicans succeed in taking control of both houses of Congress and many of the 36 governor's mansions up for grabs all over the country. In one closely fought race for a Senate seat in Pennsylvania, there was an 11th hour development last night. I said it was up to the citizens of Pennsylvania and of course, but I will tell you all this, if I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman for many reasons. Oprah Winfrey with that somewhat carefully worded endorsement of the Democrats candidate and a repudiation of his challenger Dr. Oz, the TV surgeon who got his start in entertainment on her very program. Do many Pennsylvania voters take their cues from Oprah? Ask me again next Friday. But her intervention certainly comes too late for more than 32 million people across the country who have already participated in early voting. You might think that nuanced policy discussion has largely been absent from the midterm campaign, and you'd mostly be right. But in one area, the bell may be tolling. If Republicans are in charge on Capitol Hill next year, they are signalling an end to congressional rubber stamp approval for President Biden's expenditure in Ukraine. And at that Iowa rally last night, flanked by Donald Trump, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, the extremist from Georgia, made this pledge. Democrats have ripped our border wide open, but the only border they care about is Ukraine, not America's southern border. Under Republicans, not another penny will go to Ukraine. Our country comes first. Now that is not official Republican policy, but she will be a contender for a leadership position in the House if the party secures control of Congress. And that's despite, or maybe because, of her backing of the conspiracy theory movement QAnon and her previous claims about the existence of Jewish space lasers that she says sparked wildfires in California. That is how far we've come. The events of the next four days will determine where this country is heading and in the short term whether we're going to see unrest in areas where the midterm elections like american democracy itself tom are on an absolute knife edge from washington dc with a sense of foreboding that was simon marks american week